Welcome to my podcast on everything about health. I'm your host, Becca, and here we will be discussing basic information on every topic. We will cover everything from physical health, spiritual health, and mental health. No topic is off All guest appearances welcome. This platform is to bring back the freedom of speech and allow everyone to feel their voice matters, no matter what the circumstances are. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode and happy Friday. Hopefully you guys all had a chance to dive into the lap band and gastric bypass episodes. If you have not yet, please go back and also listen to the diabetes as well as the hormonal series that I have from June into July. I think that would help a lot of people who have been asking me a few questions on health and nutrition and all of the things coming through in my messages. Today, I am here to update you because some absolutely love when I update on how my pregnancy is going. Because if we remember back in June, or actually, I'm sorry, back in May, when I ended first trimester, it was a doozy and it wasn't pretty. And people talk half and half where some women are like, pregnancy so beautiful, second trimester is enjoyable, all of the wonderful things come in second trimester. I am still that pregnant woman who is so excited to be a mom. I am so excited to have this baby girl. I am not excited about all of the pregnant things that happen. Because if we kind of reflect on going into second trimester, one, it was spurts of still being nauseous until I got the groove down. So yes, energy did pick back up. It was wonderful. Thank God I had more time to balance my work and life and pregnancy. So that was way better. However, when we went camping, the heartburn, oh man, the heartburn. It was so bad. At one point at a night, I thought I was going to throw up again because it was so horrible. And that comes and goes. Then you have the ultrasounds where you find out the gender and all of the fun things, the gender reveal party, finding out it was a baby girl, just like I talked with you guys about, and just all of the fun things. Now, the funny thing is, is people will literally talk to me about, oh, you can't know that, or oh, that's not really a thing. And then you have the moms who are always like, that's a mother's intuition. They know. They know exactly what I mean when I say, I know for a fact my daughter is going to be radical. I do not believe she is going to be the pink bows, Barbie playing, beautiful little princess. In my heart of heart, with everything that I feel I'm attracted to, that I normally am not attracted to, because I was the pink bow playing Barbies, had a few NASCARs and GI Joes with Lincoln Logs, but I loved my Barbies. I loved my dresses. I loved my ballerinas. I loved my fairies. I was a girly girl growing up. So that excites me to think that I can get her fairies and dress up and makeup and all of the fun things that come with being a girl. The things I find myself most attracted to, and this did happen in second trimester, was 
the weirdest things that I'm not attracted to. More her dad is, less of me. However, I had this wild, vivid dream of having a tea party with Chucky, Ghostface, Freddy, Jason, all of the horror movie homeboys. And I woke up thinking, no, nope, no. We do not have tea with these people. I don't even want to watch these people half the time. If I am watching these movies, it is truly because Ty literally looks at me and goes, hey, let's watch this. And I'm like, uh, okay, sure. And then I make him watch it in the middle of the day so I don't have nightmares. But here my dream is having a tea party with all of these villains. And I was like, can we at least make it like the Disney villains? Because I like the Disney villains. Nope. It was the straight up scary movie people. This little girl is so attracted to the most outrageous things that I would have never been attracted to. And I know it's her because I don't find these things appealing. However, when I'm shopping or when I'm looking into stuff for her, I'm more attracted to dark colors, uh, skeletons, like the Annabelle doll. And let's pause real fast. The Annabelle doll really creeps me out. Like that psycho child creeps me out more than anything. And for some reason, I have an urge to buy my child an Annabelle doll, which I will fight myself on because I don't want an Annabelle doll in my house. So that was very unique for me. And when I talk to the moms surrounding me and I tell them how I feel these feelings, moms support me. Moms come through and they're all like, yeah, I've had those. Yeah, I understand what you mean. And they know and they get it. You have other people who are just looking at me like I'm downright cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. And they kind of really like make sure that I'm like, I have my a full deck in my head. I do. I promise you guys I do. And it was it's just been very interesting through the second trimester going through everything because it it does feel normal. Everybody who says you feel normal is 100% accurate. Now, of course, I have the normal pregnancy things happening, like because I live in Arizona, my fingers swell, my feet swell. I have grown my stomach and it hasn't, in my eyes, I say I feel huge. If I say that to someone else, they laugh and they tell me I am such a tiny, petite, pregnant person. However, you got to think, I am a tiny statue with a small torso. So any weight that goes into my stomach feels huge. I feel huge. Or like if I can't bend a certain way or by the end of the night, if I eat so much food and I can't bend down to grab something, it has been an adventure, one that I truly enjoy because of all of the beautiful things that come with it. And I did really enjoy having my energy back. I will say that balancing my work and my life and being pregnant all over again really helps. However, I did find that if I overdid it, I was knocked out for a few days, which I think any pregnant woman can attest that if you're super busy, you're overworking yourself, your body's still creating a human. It's still running a marathon. 
So of course you're going to be super exhausted. Now going into third trimester, what I didn't realize was my Braxton Hicks started at the end of second trimester, rolling into third. But I wasn't aware of that because with this being my first child, I didn't know what Braxton Hicks was until I went to my doctor. However, just kind of reflecting back on second trimester, my friend gave me this awesome book. It's called Bump to Birthday. And I'm kind of a little behind in it. So I was journaling in it. It's a book for Riley that is literally going to have her read like how me and her dad met, how our journey started, how I found out I was pregnant, who I told, and then it goes week by week. And then it goes even into like her first year of life and all of her firsts and all of the fun things and all of the info. It's a really amazing book. And I'm pretty sure my friend got it off Amazon. So if you guys are curious, mamas out there that are wanting to buy something a little bit similar, please go to Amazon. And it's called Bump to Birthday. As I was filling out second trimester, and I'm going week by week because I'm trying to like really make sure I'm taking our daughter when she's able to reflect back on this what it was like for me and her technically while I was pregnant as I filled out second trimester I realized I went through all of like mother's day father's day 4th of July I went through all of those type of summer holidays and even more so I went my sister as well sharing her pregnancy with me because we're both pregnant at the same time I was at her gender reveal and it's just amazing at how the heat really does play a crucial role in hormones in a pregnant woman like it is just intense the heat here in AZ and all my mamas who had a baby in June or July or even in August I'm even going to count August because it was hot I give you the utmost props for going through your, the third trimester, pregnant and in the heat and laboring because my body already is heating up so much that it is so hot. I have to either sit under a fan. Sometimes I put my hands in cold water. Sometimes I'm taking an ice pack and just putting it on me in small spurts. I'm doing everything to keep cool because when your body heats up, what you feel is disgusting and you just want to vomit all over again. So to all the mamas out there that love pregnancies and think it is just beautiful and they're thriving and they're glowing and everything is just wonderful for them, girls, ladies, mamas, I'm so proud of you and keep, you keep thriving. Keep glowing. Keep enjoying this. Every pregnancy is different. (laughs) And I chuckle because I really always wanted to be a mom. Ever since I was 20 years old, I knew that moment I wanted to be a mom. Was I in the right time of my life to be a mom? No, absolutely not. And I'm super happy that it didn't happen in that period of my life because of the people I was around, the situations I was influenced by, the partner I was with, the whole nine yards. I'm super, super happy that everything happened for a reason. 
and my journey being a mom started right now or more so in my 30s. The one thing that I was talking with my friend about and we went into a deep conversation is I struggled in second trimester and it was towards the end, more going into third. So it was right in that little period of like week 26, 25, 26 to week 28. So for three weeks, I've struggled with it. A lot of times moms don't talk about this. Sometimes I don't even know if that's something that is recognizable or if it's thought of to be acknowledged. However, I had a period where I felt guilt and not mom guilt, but it was guilt of like letting go of the person I was. And I know some moms out there are going to be like, oh, well, you can still do the things you do. You just have a child now. That's exactly what I'm talking about. I felt like I was mourning the loss of the independent woman I was before being a mom because now I am a mom. Whether she's here or not, she's technically here. I have to do things differently because I am growing her. I have to do things in a manner that thinks of her and me at the same time. And so I am having to almost mourn the loss of my independent self, where I could get up at 4 a.m., go through my morning routine, gym, meditation, journaling, devotion, jump into work, work all day, get done, do so much in my household with cleaning, organizing, maybe go back to the gym, cook, tie dinner, do all the things, and go to bed and be just fine and not feel how I feel being pregnant. And I miss her. I genuinely miss the girl who got up at 4 a.m. with so much energy to take on the world and everything is different now that I'm pregnant. Like the energy level is so hard. Some days I text Ty and I tell him how much caffeine is too much caffeine. I know darn well how much caffeine is too much caffeine. But if I could just get somebody to tell me to overdose on caffeine and make it feel okay, I would most likely do it. But I know I won't. It's just really, really tempting to just chug all of the energy drinks and all of the coffee because I'm so exhausted and I just want to get stuff done. And it's not first trimester exhaustion. It's a different exhaustion. But it's not an exhaustion of where people explain how they feel with newborns, it's like a whole different exhaustion. And I just really miss the girl who was so independent. And it took me three weeks to process her quote unquote death. Like I won't ever see her again. My title now going forward and always will be a mom. Because once you become a mom, you don't stop being a mom. Your child is alive. You're always going to be a mom. And, you know, for the parents and for the moms who have lost their child, whether it be through stillbirth, whether it be through miscarriage, whether it be through an accident of childhood, my prayers, my condolences, and my heart goes out to you guys. But you don't ever stop being a mom. That title doesn't ever go away. Once you are a mom, you're always forever going to be a mom. That woman who was so independent 
for that woman who did life differently, she doesn't come back once you're a mom. And it was the week, I believe, going into third trimester is when I really came to grasp of how amazing that woman that I'm letting go of is and was because she taught me how to be the best. So now I can teach my daughter how to be that amazing, fearless, independent, carefree, loving, compassionate, forgiving person that that independent woman I was taught me to be. And I cherish my journey and where I was at that point, how much I did at that point, how much I've accomplished at that point. And now going into motherhood, I know it's going to look different. And a lot of women talk about how they deal with this postpartum and how that can almost bring upon postpartum depression because you're mourning the loss of something you really truly craved doing because you were once that person, you enjoyed her, you loved her. She's just gonna look really different and she's gonna have a mini partner now. And it, things, it's okay. You know, when people said things are gonna be different or things are gonna change, I took that really negative and I had to like really dive deep into why that bothered me. And it's because I really don't do well with change, but change isn't always a bad thing. Change is a good thing. Am I going to miss out on events? No, I'm not going to miss out on events. Will I have some events I pick and choose depending on the situation? Yes, absolutely. If Riley is sick and she needs her mom, I'm going to stay home with my daughter. I'm not leaving to go to an event because my daughter is sick. Not happening. However, I'm also not going to tell people, oh, I'm a mom now. I can't do that. Because that's not realistic. That's putting a limitation and a unconfirmed title of how a mom is. And that's not right. It is very doable. And I've watched all the moms bring their kids in places to be able to interact, socialize, and still be a mom. And that's where the tribe that you stick around, it comes into place. I know that the tribe that I have behind me, if they say, hey, let's go to brunch, I'm going to be like, cool, let me pack Riley up. They're going to be stoked and they're going to say, yes, bring her. And they're going to be so excited for me. Who you hang around and who supports you is a huge part in having support as a mom. So be careful who you pick as your tribe. And I think I talked about that in the last portion when I talked about first trimester or even I did a blog talking about motherhood and the tribe you have to support you. That's going to be huge. So second trimester is now ended. I am now going into third and I'm already feeling all the third trimester symptoms, which is okay. And we'll do a fun segment on that probably post-birth. I'll probably do a few episodes post-birth of like, you know, third trimester, what it felt like, what I went through. I'll probably do a segment on birthing, what happened, how it happened, how I felt, how I'm going and recovering. I'll probably do all the episodes for the mamas out there, the new mamas, all the women out there just genuinely curious. I will make sure I keep everybody up to date. The biggest takeaway with my second trimester is it was beautiful. Wasn't the part where I can say I love pregnancy and I'm glowing and flowing and dancing. However, it was everything everybody said once I got the nausea under control. 
it, I was more balanced. I had more energy. I was able to do more stuff. So thank you guys so much for always coming apart, being a part of my journey, supporting me, and just also sharing all of your love. Next week, we will dive into a new fun section that I'm going to be introducing to the podcast as well as the blog. So really excited to share that with you guys. Look forward to talking with you next week. Have a beautiful week. If you like today's podcast, please make sure to subscribe and listen every Friday. Like, comment, and share so others can enjoy just like you.